0: Today, on When You Love a Prodigal, you will gain freedom to ask God and your prodigal for gifts that you really want. If you have a prodigal, you can discover help and hope for your wilderness journey right here at When You Love a Prodigal and also help and hope for your own life journey. As you listen Be thinking about the gifts that you most desire. Name them. Make a list, not for Santa, but to give to God. These are gifts you want and gifts you'd like to happen with your prodigal. All I want for Christmas is the return of my prodigal. Perhaps you have said or prayed those words. I know I did many times. You've said, Lord, please, for Christmas, could my child come home? Would you set him free from his addictions? Could you cause her to quit cutting herself? May they see the emptiness and destructiveness of their choices. And Lord... May we have peace in our family for Christmas? I have asked for just such gifts from God on many Christmases, and probably you have as well. I have also asked my wanderer for such gifts. My prodigal seldom had money to buy Christmas gifts, so sometimes I would just buy myself something I wanted and give it to him to give to me, but that didn't seem genuine so, in greater honesty, I began to say, Josh, all I want for Christmas is something I hoped would happen in his life. And over the years, I have requested some very special gifts from him. And so let's look at those, and I bet you would have the same desire from your prodigal. The first would be that he would know Jesus. Oh. He didn't for a while, (laughs) and surely, the first time I said, all I want for Christmas, I said, is for you, Josh, to know Jesus. I was confident that knowing Jesus would begin to bring the new life and new desires and new purposes and choices for him, and on that June 2nd, when he met Jesus, it set him on a new journey— But he found it challenging to stay on that path, and his walk with God was truly a roller coaster. A second gift that I asked for from our son was to say, I love you. Probably this request was to tell me he loved me because he wasn't able to say that. He grew up with this birth mom until he was eight, and though those were tumultuous and dangerous years for him, he was loyal to her. And when I became his legal mother, he couldn't call me mom or mother or anything except Judy or even consider loving me. He didn't want to betray his birth mom, his real mom. But over the years, he came alive. He was born in my heart as my son, not just the boy that God had sent us to care for. And I fell in love with this kid. I wished he could grow to learn to love me in return. It took him a dozen years at least to be able to give me that gift, first on a Mother's Day card and then on a phone call. Now, he gives me that gift almost daily with I love you texts or calls even. And it's been a really sweet thing to have received that gift, but it was a long, long wait for him to be able to give it. Making better choices. (laughs) Yeah, I know you can identify with this. A third gift I asked for was I want you to make choices that lead to life and not death because surely many of the choices that he was making over these many years would lead to bad consequences in his life, but even death. He was in danger plenty of times. I wanted him to choose friends who would be positive in his life, to abandon his drugs and drinking, uh, to begin to drive with care. I could tell you a few accident stories to respect the girls he dated. This was a pretty big ask, and it didn't happen very quickly. But slowly, one by one, these gifts were given. Sometimes he came to his senses and made better choices. Other times, God intervened in miraculous ways, for which I was so grateful. A fourth prayer or request that I had was that he would surrender To God. Most recently, I asked him to really surrender his whole life to Jesus. He's come so far. Previous gifts that I've requested and and given have brought him to a much better place than he was for many years. He's become hardworking, responsible, sober. He's been sober for almost eight years. He is good and kind. He has a wonderful wife and very special daughters. For these, I rejoice and am so grateful. Yet I believe God still has greater work to do in him and through him. He does in me, so of course he would in him. I don't know what that's going to look like, and we can't know. We don't know what God's got planned, but we can at least ask for what's in our hearts what we desire. I urge him, as I implore myself, my other children, and those I work with, anybody that I have influence with, don't settle for less than God's best. That will happen as he surrenders his will to God, as he commits to God's way and not his own, as he chooses day by day to walk in that way. He assures me he has given that gift, and he asks me to be patient for the work God is doing in his life. Of course, even as I have requested these gifts, I know it has taken God working in him to produce them. So I ask him, but I also ask God, the giver of very good gifts. And God hears my requests, and he has very good responses. The same is true for you. He knows the yearnings of your heart. He knows exactly what you want for Christmas, whether it's something personal in your life or whether it has to do with the prodigal in your life. And he is so willing for you to ask, to be honest, to cry out. We don't have to pretend <laughs> and, and just ask for what we think God wants us to ask for. We can ask for what we think God wants. But we also need to ask for what's in our heart and in our mind and be completely honest with him. He's willing for us to cry out to him. And I know I've done that many times for my prodigal, and I know you have too. Don't be afraid to tell God how your heart aches about your fears for your loved ones, about your concerns for your other children. Sometimes the choices of a prodigal uh, are really dangerous for our other children. And certainly don't be afraid to tell him how overwhelmed you feel at this time, that is supposed to be for celebrating the birth of our Savior, and yet all we can think about is the struggles and the pain and what's going to happen and when will it blow up and will they even be there to be with us? At the same time that you're asking, remember that his answers almost always look different than what we're thinking. And they have Very much later timing than our requests. I I don't think—I've seen God do sudden miracles, but they usually were not things I was asking for. (laughs) Um, He has a different timetable than we do, and he knows what's best. We can't really always understand what he's doing. He tells us, though, his ways are above ours. We can only see— with little microscopes almost. He's got the whole big picture for each one of us, and somehow he works all that together. Scripture tells us repeatedly that he knows and understands and is filled with compassion for our pain. He has given us so many wonderful promises that enable us to express our love for and trust in him and see his faithful responses. Just listen as I read these words from God. Meditate on them. Let God speak to you. In Matthew 6, a familiar verse, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In Philippians, we learn do not, do not be anxious about anything. Now, is that a hard command? There's so many things when you love a prodigal to be anxious about. But he says, don't be anxious, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, begging God if you need to, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And you know what he says? He doesn't say, and I'll give you just what you asked for. He says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he says, come, be honest, bring it all to me, lay it out, make your requests with thanksgiving because you know that he's trustworthy. And he will do what will give you peace in this situation. He says more about peace in John. Jesus himself says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I don't know about you, but those are words I have needed many times to hear. Don't be afraid. Trust me, God says. He says, and I'm going to give you peace in your heart. He also says in Matthew, Jesus does, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Uh, If I gave Josh a snake, he'd probably be happy. He likes snakes, but I wouldn't be touching it, so that's not going to happen. So then Jesus says, if you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In our session last week, in the podcast last week, we talked about the kinds of gifts to give to our children that will actually uh, enhance their lives as well as make them happy. But God gives even better gifts than we do. Jesus says again in Matthew, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, When you're moving into a major holiday with the potential disasters that can happen when you have a prodigal in your family. Um, It's hard to be at rest. And Jesus says, put those burdens on me. Take my yoke instead. It's easy and light because I'm gentle and humble in heart. He says, there will be rest for your souls. So for this Christmas... I join you in asking God for miracles in the lives of our prodigals, that your loved one will surprise you with a gift that is exactly what you want from him or her. But I also ask that he will help you and me to seek him first and enable us to experience his peace and freedom from fear and deep Rest in Him. As we close, would you take that gift or those gifts on your list, the things you're asking God for, or the things that you have a list for what you would like from your loved one? And I'd like you to just take those and open your hands and offer those requests to God. He knows exactly what to do with them. And when, a few minutes or hours or days later, you find you've taken them back with fear, disappointment, resentment, because neither God nor your loved one seems to be answering your requests, open your hands again, loosening your desires to God's kind and generous hands. May His blessings overflow you this Christmas season. May you see Him answering requests beyond what you asked in different ways that you asked and giving you freedom in your spirit and peace in your heart and mind and rest in your soul. God bless you.